morning, everybody. Let's get started. The review of yesterday's daf. Daf Beis Daf Beis in Brachas, the beginning of Brachas. So, and then we'll get to today's daf. So, first thing is we talked about is the mitzvah of reading Kriya Shema in the <coughs> evening, and the question is from when and until when. So, from when can we do we start the reading of Kriya Shema? And until when? So the statement is, is that the beginning time of reading of Krishna is when the Kohanim enter to eat Truma after they were impure. Um, and they went to the mikvah, they purified themselves with the mikvah, but nevertheless there's an obligation to wait until nightfall. And only then can they, are they allowed to eat Truma. So we're saying it begins at nightfall at the same time as that. Um, Okay, and the end time is Ad Sof Hashmur Rishon until the end of the first watch. According to Rebbe Yezer, the night is divided into three watches. We'll talk more about that in today's daf, what that means exactly. But there's divisions that the night is divided to um, in a spiritual sense as well. And that's uh, what we'll find out about a little bit more today. But there's the, basically through one third of the night. The first third of the night is your window of reading the nighttime Kriya Shema according to Rabbi Yezer. According to the Rachamim, you have till Chatzos, which is midnight. And according to Rabbi Gamliel, it's actually until <laughs> dawn. The story goes in the Mishnah that uh, these children of Rabbi Gamliel came from a wedding and they told him, We did not read Kriya Shema. And uh, we're uh, sort of stuck. We're not, just not sure. What should we do? We know the rabbis say that you got to do it before Chatzos, so maybe it's a lost cause. There's nothing we could do about it. And um, even though you, I mean, they apparently knew their father's position that you have all night, but they were felt that they were bound to follow the majority opinion, which is the Chachamim. So he told them um, that you are obligated to, to, um, to, to read still, um, all the way up until dawn. Um, and this is not only in this case, uh, but uh, anywhere the Chachamim say until until mid uh, until until midnight, the mitzvah is um, is really all all the way until dawn. And we give examples of nighttime mitzvahs that extend throughout the night. Basically, all nighttime mitzvahs you have the entire night for for those mitzvahs, as we've seen with the um, uh, burning of the fats and limbs from the korbanos. It's the entire night. You do it at night, but it's the whole night that you have for the burning. And anything that needs to be eaten, any korban that needs to be eaten for a day and a night, you have the entire night to eat that korban. If that's the case, that every nighttime mitzvah is the entire night, and therefore, uh, therefore since the mitzvah of reading Kriya Shema is for a nighttime mitzvah, you should have the entire night to do it, then why would the rabbis institute a, a law that you must do it before Hatzos? That's uh, the idea of to distance man from sin. The rabbi's job is to keep people doing, and that's what all rabbinic law are really uh, helping to enhance the, the law and help protect the Torah, to make it easier to fulfill the mitzvahs of the Torah. So if a person would just follow the, the Torah law, and he would say, well, you know, I got a full night, you know, the night is yet young, and then he might not get around to it, and then he'll fall asleep, and the next thing you know, he missed the nighttime Krishna. And therefore, by doing it this way, you make sure to get it done, because you have uh, pressure to do it before midnight, you know, when the, what is it, when the bells ring, and then, you know, like, you'll feel the pressure, you'll make sure to do it 
and that right, and they right. understand uh, human nature basically. So that's the Mishnah. So the Gemara's uh, first point is uh, the sentence is basically really starting in the middle of the Mishnah. We're starting with uh, preconceived information that should have been introduced. And that's really what we're saying. Where are we coming off of that we say, from when do we read Shema at night? Say, start off talking about that there's a mitzvah to read Shema at night, and then you introduce it. Why do we start? Where are we coming off? And the uh, second question the Gemara wants to know is that uh, uh, why is it in the evening? It shouldn't it also be more? Shouldn't the morning one be the one that's mentioned first? Why do we first focus on the Krishma of night instead of the one of the morning? Typically, when we talk about the laws, I mentioned this the other day that Shulchan Aruch starts the beginning of Shulchan Aruch talks about how you wake up in the morning and the details of that because that's how we view the day. So shouldn't that be where the Mishnah should start in the morning? So the Gemara explains that it's based on. Really, the first the answer to the first these two questions is that it's that we're coming off the text. The Torah says that when discussing the obligation of reading the Kriya Shema, reading Shema in the morning, it, uh, reading Shema altogether, it says Bishach Bicha Uvkumecha when you lie down and when you get up. That's the and that's coming off of that text. So that teaches me first of all that we have the obligation to read Kriya Shema. And once we know the obligation, so we want to know what's the details of that. Bishach Becha, what does Bishach Becha mean? Okay, and that's why we're clarifying it. Bishach Becha means the nighttime first, and then Bikumecha is the morning time when you get up in the morning, and that's the order. Um, okay, so that's one answer. We did see a second answer that uh, the way, reason for the second question, why do we do night first? And that's because the Jewish belief is is that the night comes before the day, and that's based on creation, as the pasuk says, It was evening; it was morning. So evening is before morning. The nighttime comes before the daytime. Okay, if that's the case, that the evening is before the morning. So why? And that's the basis. So then the question is: Is that why in the next Mishnah, when we talk about? Um, the blessings that are surrounding the Shema. So why do we mention um, the morning laws before the evening laws? It says in the morning we have two blessings first and then one afterwards surrounding the Shema. And in the evening there's two and two surrounding the Shema. And the question is why why not stick to your rule, which is night comes first before day. So the Gemara explains is that uh, there's a flow over here and that's how Mishnah's work, we started off talking about night, then we talked about day, and once we were talking about day, we got into the details of the day, and then we went back to explain the details of the night. There's like a con- flow of consciousness, stream of consciousness style that the Mishnah's are written in, and that's the idea. Next thing we talked about is that the time, that the start time for reading Kriyashma is and when is that? So that's when the stars come out, three stars, we're familiar with this idea when you can see three medium-sized stars that come out at night. It's dark. That's the beginning time for reading Kriyashma. Question is, say what you mean, okay? Say why the, the goal of the mission is to teach the law. Don't you think it should taught it in the most clear way? And if it means it's Kravim, then why start talking about some unrelated halacha unrelated law to clarify what we're talking about over here. So that's the question. So the Gemara answers is that it's teaching us a side point. 
um, and we're maximizing the information by putting this in, which is that konim are permitted to eat shuma as soon as it hits night. And uh, the idea is to tell you that even if they needed to bring some sort of atonement for their impurity, they do not require that atonement in order to eat truma. And that's what and this is actually expressed in a brisa, but the mission is trying to hint that information to us over here. And that's based on the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Hashemesh The sun sets and is Taher is gone, and meaning at that juncture he is allowed to eat the truma. Okay. So it's only the sun setting that withholds him from eating truma and not the kapara, not the um, so you can't, even though he went to the mikvah already, but you still are, in a sense, impure uh, for that day. We call that person a tvul yom. So he's not perfectly purified. He's only somewhat purified till the following day. Once it's a new day, so a new day is a new beginning, and then he's able to allow, allow to eat truma. Um, so he does, but the kapara, the atonement, is not a requirement for his, for his ability to eat truma. Now, that's from the Pasuk, the question is, is that there's another way to read those words, while, uh, which is basically maybe doesn't mean the sun setting, but maybe the sun comes up in the morning, meaning you're not allowed to eat all the way until the next morning when then he goes ahead and brings his offering, and then, and only then, after he brings his offering and gets his atonement, then he's capable and permitted to eat truma. And maybe the word vitaher is not describing the day being gone, but it's rather describing his purity, his, not his status, meaning after he purifies himself by bringing his atonement, which basically would mean the opposite. So on that, Rabbi Baruch Shila answers the question, and he says if that was the case, the Pasuk would have said, not uva shemesh vitaher, which sounds like it's a passive thing, but it should have said v'yitar, which means he actively purifies himself by bringing his atonement. The word v'tahar sounds like it is, it's a fact, so that sounds like it's going on the sun, and the day is gone. Tahar meaning the day is cleaned off, which is the connotation of the word tahor. Okay. So, uh, as people say, that's what he says, that the sun sets, and the, and the day is over, the day is finished, it's cleaned off. Okay. This is Rabbi Barshilo's answer to that question. We saw that in Eretz Yisrael, the, the same question was, came up, but they did not he, see in the words uh, a proof, and therefore they didn't have Rabbi Barshilo's answer, so therefore they raised it as a question. And the question was, what, what is the meaning of the word Ba Shemesh? Does it mean with the sun setting? And Vitar means it's, the day is gone. And then immediately at nightfall, there are allowed to eat, the Konim who are Tame or went to Mikvah are now allowed to eat Truma. Or does it mean the coming of the sun in the morning? And Vitar means that he purified himself. And he says that the way they got the answer was from the Brisa, as we will soon see this Brisa later on, that the it says. Um, how do you know when they're able to eat truma? Similar dovers says the sign is when the stars come out, which means obviously the meaning of the words um, is sun setting, and tar uh, means tar yoma when the day's over, and that's uh, and that's their basis. So in other words, the uh, the Yerushalayim school um, derived the meaning of the text from their knowledge of the Mishnah of the Brisa, which indicated. You know, basically showed its cards. What is the meaning of the text? Okay.
Yes, but, did. So but why did they go to all these mechanics when the bride is straightforward? Just, I mean, no, that, I think it's the other way around. I think the the ideal way is to see it from the Torah, from the, okay, way, so the from written the, law, from the source. Itself. That's the source itself. So That's not what's from, not from the from in, in Marava. That there was there were they didn't see a sufficient proof from the use of the word, and therefore so, they needed the help of the brisa. To okay. derive the meaning okay. of the Somebody text. already told them. It's backwards. Time. That's reverse engineering. You understand? Okay. That they're figuring it out from the Brisa. Oh, the oral tradition is clear that that's the meaning of the text. Okay. But from the reading of the text, they didn't see that. And that's really similar to the next discussion between um, Rabbi Lazar ben Azari and Rabbi Kiva. What's derived from the text? Okay. Okay. Well, we um, well, that was that was yesterday. I mean, uh, the day before. Where was that? Uh, Last, last, last yesterday, the last, last of Nido, right? That was yes. the same discussion. Same discussion. Is it text based or is it uh, That's right? right. A couple questions, not really. Sure. So just so let's say someone says Shema after um, Shkia, but not after Seitz. So mm-hmm. is it Yotzi B'Diavid for nighttime Shema? Well, the, uh, first of all, the one rule: we're not learning halacha. Okay. 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 That's number one, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> and number two is is that we're going to see that there's a varying opinions as to what is the obligation. Okay, is the obligation at uh, when is when is when is the window? And we're clearly seeing that there's some that actually have it as early as is the right time when you can already read Krishna, and others say that it's at that it's not until the stars come out, which is somewhat later. And there's a window, and basically, it really depends on your definition of the word Bishach which is when normal people go to sleep. I mean. No, it's different. There's different. There's different opinions. We'll see more in the in the review that there's a lot more times that we that we, that are being discussed here. Now, therefore, but since the mitzvah of Kriyashma is a Torah law, so in Torah laws we don't take any chances. And if nothing has been clarified as to what time, we push it to make sure. And that's why there, you know, many times in synagogue, even though clearly we said Kriyashma after Shkia. We're going to say, you know what, you need to repeat Kriyashma, and that's why the rabbis do announce that, and that's because it's a little bit too early, it's not, not yet uh, when the three stars come out, and that's, the, and that's really the bottom line. So the, the answer is yes. Okay. All right, so the Gemara says that we brought about um, from the time the Kalanim enter to eat the Truma, and the uh, problem is, is that we've seen other sources here. We have a source that says that when do they reach Shema at night? When the poor man comes to eat his bread with salt. Until, and, uh, until he gets up from his meal. Okay? Which is really small window. Okay? Um, anyway, so what, what's going on over here? It sounds like it's a contradiction over here. Because we're assuming in the question that the poor man will eat his meal... He can't even afford a candle, but he's eating his meal when it's still a bit light out. It's not yet when the three stars come out, which is really quite dark. So that's the question. Um, so the Gemara says, clearly the end time is definitely uh, countering our Mishnah. It's some other opinion. It's not fitting in. But maybe uh, is the first one necessarily arguing or not? And we said, you know what, maybe it's possible to say that the poor man and the coins eating truma is the same time. And basically, it's not because the poor man doesn't eat his meal when, um, you know, when it's still light outside to save himself the candle, but the poor man is busy working all the way till the very bitter end of the day when it's already too dark to work, and then he first comes home to eat his meal. 
and therefore that's the same time as when the Kohanim are able to eat Shuma when the stars come out. So that's what we're suggesting at this juncture. Question, okay, so the Gemara wants to know uh, another contradiction. It says that when do we start reading Kriya Shema at night? When people come to enter, when they enter to eat their bread on Friday nights, according to Ramea. Chamim say, from the time that the Kohanim are allowed to eat Shuma, which is Simon the Dabar, it says Chum. That's the Bryce that we quoted earlier from the Yushan. The Yushan we quoted earlier. <laughs> Even though, <coughs> excuse me. Even though there's no uh, proof to this, there is a hint to this, because the psukim that described the malacha that was done when building on the second base of Migdash, it says that they did the, the malacha, and half of them were were half the people were protecting from uh, dawn till dusk. And it says the nighttime we were guarding and the daytime we were working. And um, so what's the double expression? Was the Omer, the extra line, because uh, you might think that that's only once, um, once the night, uh, maybe we really are pushing the day, the boundaries of the day, well into the night, and we're getting up earlier in the morning, but the words are, the night was for guarding, the day was for work. So we see the day is defined, basically from dawn, which is, you know, before sunrise, okay, all the way until until the stars come out. That's, that's what we're saying according to this opinion. Um, now, in, in the question, we're, um, we're assuming that a poor man eats his meal the exact same time that regular, pe- regular folk eat their Friday night dinner. And therefore, if that's the same time, Obviously, the poor man and the Kohen um, is not one shear because then there's no machlokas. Okay, because the Chachamim, who say that it's when the Kohenim can eat, and uh, Rameir is really saying one and the same time. So the Gemara says, no, you got it wrong. An Ani and the Kohen is uh, one shear, but the Ani and B'nai Adam is a different shear. Meaning, people, when they eat their meal Friday night, is a different time when the poor man is not at Sezak Chachamim. I guess they come to eat their meal. Um, earlier on Friday nights because they, whatever, they, they take in the Shabbos a little bit early and they start their meal a bit earlier. And the, and the poor man eats his meal during the week and, um, and the Kohanim are allowed to eat their uh, Suda all at Seisal Kuchavim. That's what we're saying. So the Gemara says, actually, that also is not true. And we brought down that uh, more opinions. When do we start reading Kriyashma at night? From when we make Friday night Kiddush which is Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. Rabbi Shua says when Kohanim are allowed to eat Shuma, which is our Mishnah's opinion. Rabbi Meir says from the time when Kohanim go to Mikvah to eat their Shuma. And on that, Rabbi Yudha said to Rabbi Meir, what do you mean, going to the Mikvah to eat their Shuma? They go to the Mikvah in the daytime. What are you talking about? Okay, so it doesn't answer the question, but that's the question. Rabbi Hanina says from when a poor man comes to eat his bread with salt. Okay. So this is all part of the discussion. Okay, so uh, Rav Achoy or Rav Acha says that uh, it's when people, when most people come to eat their meal. Can you clarify something about the Kohanim Shemitah? Yeah. What's the chronology? They, they, they have a, a mission or something and they need to go to the mikvah first and well, then we're young. to we're young, right? They right. And then they have to wait to the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Common understanding is that that after they 
sunsets, they're able to... It's not, it's, uh, meaning stars come out. What's about the kapara? Is it are you talking about bringing a carbon? Bring a carbon for... It depends on the tumma. If there's a tumma that requires a carbon, you're right. Most tumas do not require carbonas. So right. They've got complete kapara after the sun. The chiddush is right. It, there's a the, typically typically there is no carbon. But if it were let's say a zav, for instance, so uh, and uh, after two times of a zav, so then they could go to the mikvah. The, um, once they purify themselves, they count the seven days, whatever it is, they would be a Tvul Yom, and then they would go to the mikvah, and then they would wait till the next day. They would already be allowed to eat Truma, but they still have a Korban that the right. typical so Zav would bring. Be allowed to eat truma but Truma, they're allowed the sunset, to eat. Right? right, exactly. Okay, so the whole idea of bringing the Korban for Kapara. That's extraneous to this discussion. Of, of it's no, but the, no, that's the it's a, yes, but the, the that's what the Mishnah's side point is teaching us is that that is the only thing. Getting into the next day is the only requirement for that. You understand? Into the next day is the only requirement for, for eating truma. The uh, any carbon that normally would be brought or that is brought if that's required is not withholding a coin from eating truma. That's the point. And that's the side chidush that the Mishnah is teaching us. It's a new, unrelated point that's bringing in, it's maximizing the information from the Mishnah. It's like a side, a side information that's being added to us. Okay. All right. So, the point being is that once we've seen all these opinions, clearly the poor man and the Kohen is not one time, because then Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Yeshua are saying this one and the same thing. Rabbi Yeshua is the one who said that it's when a Kohenim are allowed to eat Shuma, and Rabbi Hanina is the one, is the one who is said, is seemingly, he's clearly arguing, and he's saying that it's when the poor man eats his bread. So obviously it's not the same time. Uh, the poor man eats at a different time when the Kohenim, it's not says of Kohavim, and that's the bottom line. Now that we've established, now that we've established that all these things are the, uh, now that we've established that all these things are different times, so we just want to know what's earlier, what's later. So what's later between the poor man eating his bread and which is the time when the Kohenim can eat the Truma. So he said it must be that the poor man's later. Because if the poor man's earlier, then he bumps into the other opinion of Rebbe Yezer, which is clearly earlier, because Rebbe Yezer is the one who says that it's when you make Kiddush Friday night, or Kiddush Hayom, which is really at Shkia, when you take on the sanctity of the day of Shabbos, which is obviously at the earliest possible thing. That's what the rabbi spoke about this morning, you know, taking on Shabbos. You know, at, there's a time of, you know, that it's right, it's, we take it on earlier. But anyway, the point being is that he would be bumping it backwards. He obviously, uh, the poor man must be later because Tzezok Chavim, we know what Tzezok Chavim is, so it's later. And that was the bottom line. And that is where we left off uh, yesterday.